Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe, comment, and share. Uh, follow us on any platform that you're listening to. It really does help us a lot, uh, especially with the algorithms on uh, on the podcast platforms, because every time someone follows us, it does boost us up the ranks a little bit, so we're easier to find. Um, same thing with YouTube as well. Um, thank you to Cheers and Spirits and the Arnold Station Plaza for sponsoring yet another show. Uh, at this point, they're just a they're a show sponsor. I don't want to say they're sponsoring single episodes. They they're a sponsor of the show, like the official liquor store of driveway bears podcast right now pretty much yeah i mean that's what they are um which speaking of whiskey we are trying a new one tonight um it is from the ragged branch distillery it is a it says a virginia straight bourbon whiskey i get confused when they put the words bourbon and whiskey on it i mean i get all bourbons are all bourbons are whiskeys but not all whiskeys are bourbon i get that but if it's a bourbon, can we just put bourbon on the label, please? I don't know. I mean, help a brother out. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, it is a 90 proof. Uh, this is a specific bottle, though. So let's see. It is. It says this is batch number 16, bottle number 1503. 45% alcohol by volume, 90 proof. It's about a $50 bottle. Um, so it's, it's not on the cheaper end. It's, it's high, it's, uh, high end for, uh, for us. For it, our age. it is, it is. Um, I guess it can't be considered a bourbon cause it's made in Virginia, but I don't, I don't know. I think they stopped doing that though. Did they? All right. Um, the story I got was that the distiller of ragged branch cut his teeth at Willet and Willet's a pretty high end brand. Um, so I've got high expectations for this and I hope it doesn't disappoint. Um, it looks very nice. It smelled fairly sweet, but it definitely had a strong alcohol smell to it. Um, as we taste it, we'll let you know what we think of it. Uh, Mike's going to drink it neat. So 90 proof that's generally in his neat wheelhouse. Yeah. And what I've had so far, I like it. Um, one of the problems though, is I have, if anyone can hear it, I'm a bit congested. So, um, from what I can taste of it, it tastes good, <laughs> but the, the heat or whatever, you know, the spiciness of it is all, you know, right. Just easy for me to drink meat. So I'm enjoying it. I'm taking my second sip of it now. I still don't know. Okay. I still don't know. I'll, I, I get, I'll take another sip later on. Um, speaking of your congestedness, mm-hmm. I wonder if it still has something to do with our good friends to the north who have the Canadian wildfires. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think we have to we have to explain this a little bit. Why would Canadian wildfires be causing congestion down here in Maryland? Because for some reason, and I don't know why, the air, the 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 atmosphere burnt. I don't even know what you call it at this point. But basically, all the burnt ash and soot and whatever 
is coming down from I think it's Halifax and and, and Ontario and Quebec and Quebec and it's coming down and it's come down the the east coast of the United States for some reason. So yeah, so I just saw why today. <clears throat> so what it is there's a low pressure system over the Canadian maritime provinces that is turning in a I guess it turns in a counterclockwise direction. Okay. So the wind that's coming off of that thing is blowing south, south or southeast, yep. which is pretty much here. Now, the worst areas that are getting is like New York. Now, Lindsay sent me a picture of the George Washington Bridge, yeah. and it's crazy. Like, you can barely see it. Everything's yellow. It's apocalypto. Yeah. yeah. So here, like when I was coming back... Uh, Back east, I crossed over the Seven River. I looked north, and normally you can see like pretty much all the way up the river. Like you couldn't. Yeah. And then I looked south, you can see like Hospital Point in Annapolis, but that was about it. Like you couldn't see any ships out there in the bay. Like you couldn't see anything. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it has anything to do with that or not. Because normally with the jet stream, this would just go out to the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, and that's the thing. This thing is. It depends on which way it's pushing the jet stream, and for this time of year, it's pretty cool here. Yeah. You know, it's still the highs are in the seventies, which is weird for normally we're starting to get mid eighties, you know, high eighties this time of year and it's it's cooler. I heard this was supposed to be an unusually hot summer. And we it, just haven't gotten there yet. No. Now maybe we're just gonna get killed in July and August, but I mean right now though, this is probably one of the I feel like this is one of the mildest Junes we've had in yeah. a while. Um we had like that one or two days in the nineties, but that's it. Yeah, like last Friday was pretty warm. Yeah. But other than that, it's been, you know, my AC is on at home. But yeah. It's not running hard. No, my my utility bill, well, I guess I won't find out until next month's bill because I just got my bill. My utility bill is the lowest it's been in like probably six months. Yeah. It was crazy. And May was relatively cool. Yeah. And kind of wet, so. I ran my heat more than my air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We probably thought we had more to talk about with the Canadian issue. Yeah, I mean, we can make fun of people. You know, the masks came back out. Actually, believe it or not, I'm going to take the L on this one. Did you have a mask on? I sent the kids into the school this morning with the mask on. The funny part was, though, I told them to wear it outside and take it off when they got inside. (laughs) Rather than like during COVID where they didn't wear it outside, but they wore it inside. Does it do anything? I think it just filters whatever's in the air. At that point, you're, you're filtering the soot and stuff from going yeah. in your lungs. Because the air quality index, whatever that is, is is uh, code red right now for yeah. us. So, but you get code red days in in the summer when you know they'll say like, oh, when it's like super humid. Yeah. Like don't run your your you know uh, lawnmower and any two stroke engines and stuff because it puts more. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it was enough to close down uh, close down the softball and baseball fields for us. Yeah. They wouldn't have done that when we were kids. You don't think? No. We would have smoked a pack of cigarettes and gone and played football <laughs> in it. <laughs> right. The kids would have been smoking the cigarettes, too. Yeah. yeah. We would have. Um, speaking of baseball and softball, because I think we kind of kicked the Canadian pig at this point. 
the the Canadian bacon, if you will, which it's is just ham. Ham. Yeah, I had a Canadian roommate in college. Uh-huh. He, he was playing uh, played some lacrosse with us in college, and uh, I I, <laughs> I was such a dummy. I, I literally asked him. I said, "What's Canadian bacon?" I go, "Is it ham?" And he goes, "Well, what do you call?" It? And we had ham in the house. He's like, "Well, what do you call this?" I said, "It's ham." Mm-hmm. I said, "What do you call it?" He goes, "Ham." And then what? What's Canadian bacon? And he said, "Well, we have bacon." And I said, "Is it like our bacon?" <laughs> he said, "Yeah." I was like, "So, like, I, I, like, I looked at him. Like, he must have thought I was the dumbest <laughs> person on earth." And I'm just like, "So you have ham and bacon, but you don't have anything called Canadian bacon?" He goes. No, that's ham. <laughs> and I'm like, I've been sold a lie my entire life. Yeah, like I grew up near the can, like not near the Canadian border, but I was like six hours from Montreal, mm-hmm. and I was probably eight hours from Toronto, yep. not Toronto, Niagara Falls. Uh, so, like, I'd been I'd been calling it Canadian bacon my whole life, but that day, I learned that apparently there's no such Canadian bacon is just ham in Canada. Yeah. Which, so why, just, why we call it Canadian I bacon, know. I have no idea. I don't know. Now, there's another breakfast meat, pork roll. I love pork roll. I'm intrigued. Explain. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like bologna. Okay. So, it's like if ham and bologna had like a baby, it would be kind of be like that. It's thick. It's thicker. You sure it's not just bologna, though? No, it's not. It's pork roll. It's different. You can buy it like Green Valley has it. I'm going to have to. Yeah, I mean, because now I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, I although I will say like a, this, like a pork roll and egg sandwich. Mm. I got, I bought bologna for the first time the other day because I was getting like a little nostalgia, mm-hmm. and I had bologna growing up all the time. Oh, me too, because we were poor. Yeah, <laughs> we were. I mean, we weren't poor, but we were like my. So the funny thing, my mom grew up, uh, not rich. I mean, they. I, I don't think they were poor. Yeah, um, but they were in rural rural Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um. My grandfather was a uh, was a metal worker. My my grandmother was a, a teacher. Yeah. So there there wasn't a ton of money, right? But they owned a house. They owned a plot of land, and that's where the girl, like my mom and her two sisters, grew up. But there were you know fried bologna days, right? Mm-hmm. So when I got when obviously my mother was raising me with my dad, and then my dad grew didn't grow up with a lot of money either. So bologna fried bologna was like a thing. Oh, fried bologna is a bomb. Yeah. So I'm like. I, I want some bologna. Now, my wife doesn't eat uh, mystery meat because that's pretty much what kind of like bologna is basically ground up. It's lips and assholes. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's so whatever's it's a hot left. Dog. Yeah. Whatever's left smashed together. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's delicious. However, when I grew up, I, I, I ate mostly like the prepackaged Oscar Mayer bologna. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was like, you know, I'm older now. I'm more sophisticated. I'm going to get deli counter bologna. I got, you know, Dietz and Watson bologna. Man, it tastes like shit. I think I have to go back to Oscar Mayer prepackaged bologna. Yeah, or go find a place that has boar's head. I feel like it, but Dietz and Watson's supposed to be like on the level of boar's head. Yeah, I, I don't elevate it to that standard. Yeah, I, I think you're right. So I think I'm going to go to another place and I think I'm going to get the boar's head bologna. Because Grawls has boar's head and so does Giant. So I, I think I'm going to have to mosey on over yeah and and give it a try because like i really don't want my last taste of bologna to taste like i tasted it yeah it was like it was kind of gritty 
I'm like, oh, did you it, get? Was it because there's there's beef bologna? Then there's there's different kinds of bologna. I so I didn't know enough to ask when yeah. I went up to the. I, I was like, I just want deeds and wants and bologna. Like that's what I asked for. Like a half a pound of it. Yeah. Like I didn't know there were multiple types of bologna. Like I, I wasn't that bougie back then. Yeah. Like I just knew bologna was bologna. So one of my favorites is a fried bologna sandwich with onions, with fried onions, or you know sautéed onions. Not like an onion ring, but like sure. and mustard. I mean, that it's a, is that's essentially a liver and onion sandwich. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Let's see. I, I I'm a little lazy, so I don't do the. The fried onions. Mm-hmm. I I tend to just go bologna on bread with mustard. Mm-hmm. Maybe some cheese if I'm feeling if I'm feeling uppity. But for me, it's like two three pieces of bologna slurred on some throw it on some uh, sandwich bread, mustard. And it's one of the few situations where I'll eat white bread not toasted. So it, now though, because I've kind of sworn off the bread, like I'm trying to. I'm, I am still actively not trying to eat bread. So I'll just, I just rolled up the bologna with a piece of cheese. Okay. I'll, like I'll do, like I put the, put the mustard on the cheese and I mm-hmm. roll it up. And I was just like, this is the worst bologna I've ever had. Are you frying said bologna or? I didn't fry it. I ate it just hmm. cold. Yeah. Cause that's how I, I, that's how I remember it as a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was going for the nostalgia straight off yeah. the, you know, and man, that I disappoint myself. Yeah. I, sh- I should not have bought the bougie bologna, you know. And and so I'm going to go with the boar side. I'm going to try to go bougie bologna one more time. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, just going back to the package. I'm going package Oscar Mayer bologna. Yeah, yeah my my bologna is a first name. <laughs> I'm bringing that back. Um, so don't know how we got there, but we were yeah. talking about. I thought we were talking about kids baseball, weren't we? We were, you had a great segue, and then somehow we got into baloney. God, I ruined a segue. Yeah. I'm not good at them. So, like, I feel like. Well, you have a good one. I, yeah, I should have held on to it. So, anyway, playoff time. Oh, that's how. We were talking about the Canadian wildfires canceled. Yes. So, it, it canceled some uh, some so- softball practice for our last playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, it's the consolation bracket, but it's still. The championship of the consolation bracket, um, which some would call the winner of the losers, right? Okay. They still get a trophy, though. Whatever. I don't care. It's still winning a tournament at that point. It should get something. Yeah. Because you, you you got three wins together. If you well, the, even the everyone says, oh, this is the the participation trophy. The third place in the Olympics gets a medal. Yeah. Well, at least in this case, I mean, they had to win three games in a row to win it. You, yeah. you still won a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. You were just playing in the proper division at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. We barely missed the championship division. Um, we, I think we lost by one win. You win one more game, we were in, but we didn't. Anyway, okay. Uh, so the Canadian Wildfires shut down the practice fourth said game. We were able to get in the second playoff game yesterday. We have talked about baseball dads before, but I'm trying to. I am now thinking that softball dad might be taking the cake as far as uh, unsportsmanlike behavior a little mm. bit. So here, here's the situation we had. We're in the third inning. We're down by. I want to say we're down by four. We're down by a good amount. They brought in their best pitcher, or so they thought. Mm-hmm. 
This girl was super pumped up. Like, just really oddly intense for for a 10-year-old girl. Whatever. She throws a couple balls, get called balls. She throws one, called strike. She literally starts to dance toward the pitcher, or toward the batter. So she's she's 3-1 in the count, and she's like... Yeah. She like I don't I don't I don't think you call it a gritty, but she was definitely there were definitely a you know like a shoulder shimmy going on. And I, you know <laughs> I see this and I'm just like, oh you gotta be kidding me. That's what you're like on the next pitch, you're just like hit a bomb, hit a bomb, hit a bomb. <laughs> well, so so I, I I don't know if I have my order right. So my daughter comes up to bat. Mm-hmm. And this girl was getting balls over the plate, which is Somewhat a rarity at, at tenu. So she's still tenu. Yeah, this is her last year. She's she's turning eleven in June. Okay. But your your uh, play date or your play age is what you were December thirty first, uh, before the season started. So right. softball is different than baseball. Then baseball, you guys use a different one. We have yeah. to use the U.S. softball. Okay. Uh, aging. Yeah, because that's that's one of the things I forget who I was talking. It might be someone on your team. Didn't want to play because a bunch of her friends stayed down, and she wanted to stay with. But she aged. But she ended up playing anyway. Yeah. Um. So the way it works is on August fifteenth, all the girls age up. Okay. And your new age is whatever your age will be on December thirty first of that year. Okay. So you could be a ten. You could be a ten year old on. August 15th. With a November birthday, but, you're going up. Correct. Okay. Because if you turn 11 by then, that's what you're going to be yeah. as of August 15th, which makes it a little difficult for summer ball stuff because you basically have to do all your tournaments before the end of oh, July. Yeah. Or first week of August. Um, But back to our scenario first. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so this girl doing her little dance, whatever. My daughter gets up. Now, my kid hits fairly well. Mm-hmm. She's a little stiff at the plate, but she makes really good contact. Mm-hmm. Or she walks. She very rarely strikes out. She, I mean, she'll. I mean, she's gone a couple of games without striking out, and then she'll strike out once, but then she won't strike out twice in a game. Um, so she either hits the stuffing out of it. Or she walks. She only swings at certain pitches. Mm-hmm. And it's gone well for her for the most part. So she gets up, and this girl's pitching. And she throws one right in there, about letters high. Uh-huh. <laughs> My daughter steps into it, <laughs> blasts it to left field. Good. Gets a triple. <laughs> clears the bases. And, like, I let loose. Like, I, I wasn't, like, like, I was just, like, cheering bun- my buns off like yeah. like in general like i wasn't like directing it at the the pitcher lady right but like you know, my kid did something good yeah and you know it, i don't know why i get like a little stressed out while the game's going on so like it's like all of a sudden the stress releases and i'm like yeah, yeah. um but i don't go over the top i'm like not that guy but there was a little bit of extra good feeling that she was trying to dance uh, when she threw a strike to one of my daughter's teammates, mm-hmm. and then my daughter steps up, and like 
this girl's like got her little swagger going on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's smacking a triple out yeah. in left field. Yeah. Like he's like, suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> but the the weird thing is though, in during this game, and I didn't realize what was going on, but this girl's dad, like you could see where she got her attitude from. She had one of the worst attitudes. Like, I'll give you a couple more examples in a minute. But like this umpire had a really low strike zone. Like it was the strike zone was pretty much uh, belly button to like the ankles. Yeah. Like real low. Like it's usually shins. But like even if like the ball bounced to the catcher, if it went over the plate, like at the shoelaces, it was being called a strike. Wow. He must have played golf. Like, the the thing is that normally I would say, Oh, this is horrible, this is bad, but he was consistent for both teams. So the same strike for us was the same strike for them. It was a very consistent strike zone. I can't fault the guy for that. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I think if you talk to anyone in baseball and softball, all you ask is that the umpire is consistent with the strike zone. Yeah. yeah. And after the second inning, the players can't complain because they've all seen it once. Yep. All right. So. And the strike zone's not a rhombus. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, apparently, this pitcher's dad was a coach on the other team. And every time one of these strikes was called, um, or wasn't called because if he thought it was a strike and it wasn't called, or there was a low strike called, he throw his arms up in disgust, give the look of like, "Oh, what, what are you doing, man?" <laughs> and he would literally walk into the dugout, complaining. And it's like, okay, now I see why she acts the way she acts, because she's literally mimicking her dad, arms arms flailed out. Like when when bad things happen, this girl, her arms would flail out. She'd give the oh, we talking about me. Like it, it was it was identical. Um, and I'll give you another example. This is what happened. so one of our batters hit like a little dribbler up the third baseline, mm-hmm. or maybe it was right. It was kind of close to her, whatever it was. Well, yeah, I'm gonna kind of tell my wife a little bit here. My wife was the third base coach. Sent our runner from third home. Didn't have to. First base is empty. Yeah. Could just let it go. Or, but she sent her. Mm-hmm. This pitcher picks up the ball, runs down our runner, and pushes her, like like hits her with the glove in the ball, Um, which is normally fine. But it was a little bit harsh. But she, drop, she drops the ball, and our player touches home plate. And the umpire goes, safe, as yeah. he should. Yeah. This girl, her immediate reaction was to throw her hands out, look over at her dad, like oh, like the the what the what the f face. Yeah. Meanwhile, our girls are still running the bases because this because <laughs> in softball the play doesn't stop mm-hmm. until the pitcher has the ball inside the pitcher circle. Yeah. And so they're literally yelling at this girl, pick up the ball, you have to go to the pitcher. So she finally does. Meanwhile, So now she's got runners on second and third because she didn't pick up the ball and, and go back. She could have had first and second at that time. Later in the inning, well, the next thing, because she got out of the inning, well, she gave up five runs, inning's over. Yeah. So for all her dancing and showboating and all this other stuff, she up. let up the maximum amount of runs. Because <laughs> he run ruled, right? Yes. Yeah. Then the next inning, same situation kind of happens. There's a little bit of a dribble, 
over near the pitcher. She picks it up. Now she comes over and she pretty much like Sean Taylor's the girl. Like <laughs> like knocks her out of the base path toward the backstop. Mm-hmm. Like or toward like the the third baseline okay. fence. But I she drops the ball again. But the ump doesn't see it. Calls our girl out. Fine, whatever. But for whatever reason, she's comp- now she's doing like the like 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 you're ten years old and you literally just had to tackle a girl. Yeah, because you can't control your emotions from the prior inning. And I'm literally looking at her dad. It's a mirror image. Yep. Like he is tournament dad in rec ball. I was like, yo, do you got look at what you're teaching your kid? Your kids will mimic you 100 percent of the time. Yeah. And she mimicked him every single time. Now the funny part was, I think the mother was on the other side on the bleachers, yelling at her daughter for doing it. <laughs> like the mother was keeping her in check. Yeah. The father was encouraging it. Um, which of course, and so after like the the uh, <laughs> after the the few runs scored on her, or actually it was after the the missed tag at home. They had to literally go out and talk to her. And she, like, she's crying about it. Like, this is how emotional she's getting over this. Wow. And, and don't get me wrong. At 10, you emotions are, the hormones, the hormones are coming. Yeah. Like, we're a year or two away from just hormone central blowing up. Yeah. From when you take up residence in the basement. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, then I permanently move here. <laughs> I need to get that bathroom down here quick. Um, but, like, she just lost it. Mm-hmm. And, don't get me wrong though. Like I've seen, I've seen it when, when the girls are doing bad and they feel like they're letting their team down. You get some waterworks. Yeah. Um. But this was not that. This was she was pissed off at the umpire for n- not calling the girl out, even though she dropped the ball. Right. She was like, I held on to it long enough. And here's the thing: had she probably just run up to her, yeah, and tagged her with it like she should have, yeah. it would have been an out probably. But because you had to get all stupid and. Like, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, like you're playing football. Mm-hmm. You can't hold on to the ball, so you dropped it because you're being a, a dope. Yeah. And dad, the coach, if he's gonna get upset about anything, should have been like, "What are you doing? Make the tag. Be done with it. It's it is your like. Don't get mad at the umpire because you're a dope. Like you're the one that did it. Well, the problem is though." Is he's getting pissed off at the umpire for making the calls. Mm-hmm. She sees this. So every time he gets all pissy and moany like a, like a little itch, you know, she sees this. Mm-hmm. So now she's getting pissed off at the umpire. Yeah, She's mimicking what he's doing. And the funny part is, is like we're seeing this more and more in the rec ball. I mean, I told you, I, we, I think we talked about this a few years ago, a few years ago, where my, I think it was my oldest again, she was playing a team from another town, because we, we, we move around and we play the team. It's not a travel team, it's all part of the county rec league yeah. or whatever, but this one girl, like, she hit a ball, she ran it first, when, I think, uh, I don't know if the next girl walked or whatever, but she was walk, she was going to second. She did like a, uh, a 
what is it? A uh, cartwheel mm-hmm. and like a, a, a round, not a roundhouse, yeah, front, front, front flip, back flip, <sighs> one of those things. Like she, like on her way to second base. Oh, does it again on the way to third. Now on her way home, flips the helmet, does like three somersaults, or three three front handsprings, like whatever the one where you. Put your hands down and then flip your feet over. Like, just, like, like the... Yeah, I don't know. What, what I, I, don't know stuff I don't know what any of that shit is. Yeah. But basically, the, the front handsprings. Three so she looks like she was doing a floor routine. Yes. It's exactly what it was. It would have been funny if when she flipped the helmet off, the umpire was like, you're out. Removing your helmet. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm like, you know what? If no one's, no one's going to teach you the lesson. And her parent, you could hear her parents cheering it on. Ugh. It's like, stop being your kid's buddy. You're yeah. their parent. Teach them that that bullshit doesn't fly. Well, it's like have some respect for have some respect for your opponent. Have some respect for your game. We've been pretty lucky this year in. Well, the youngest is doing t-ball, so that doesn't that doesn't really matter. Because <laughs> um, they're not keeping score. It's all about cuteness and fun. Sure, uniforms are too big. Yeah, yeah, all the fun stuff. Um, the middle is doing his first year of coach pitch. It's actually his own or kid coach hybrid. It's actually the only year they do that. Oh, no umpires. So it's still kind of fun, but you know, there's some, it's not too much obnoxiousness. The oldest though, this year, his, his league has been pretty decent as far as that. Um, there was one coach who was, you know, yelling across like, to his pitcher, like, hey, this kid's afraid to swing. And the umpire called him out. He's like, hey, enough of that. So, and then the other team, first, I hate chants. And I don't know how you deal with softball <laughs> with this stupid chants. So the team started chanting, and it was like derogatory t- towards individual players. And the referee called the coach over and said, hey, no, that next time you do that, you're gone. This is done. That stops now. And they, they knocked it off. Um, it's funny, though, because when our kids start chanting, I'm like, boys, softball field's up the hill. You want to chant. <laughs> this is about spitting seeds and spitting dip, which you can't do yet, but right. eventually, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what this is. This isn't, you know, we're not, you know, it's H-O-M-E-R, H-O-M-E-R. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I know all, um, the, I know all I, the chants. And I hate Oh, my God. I was coaching T-ball. There was a softball game because it's right. I'm like, oh my god! And then one of the, some of the I remember all those chants when I played softball. I was like, please don't teach my, the kids that. <laughs> We're T-ball. This is about spitting seeds and spitting dip. <laughs> so there's there's one they go like when a girl steals a base. They go, she stole on you. She stole on you. Oh, like, oh, it, it like, that's like borderline taunting. Yeah, like, I'm like, and that like over the line. I'm like looking over the coach. She's like, give me the thumbs up. Like it's awesome. Like. Is this normal? Like yeah. I don't. I, I knew I'm new. I, I guess I'm new. I've been doing. Like, my kids been playing for four or five years. At this point, I'm like, is that is that kosher? Like, what do we do with this? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's it's all right. But. I I hate the chants, and they say, oh, it's fun for the kids. No, it's annoying. Do they do it? Like high school players don't do it. They do it in college. Oh yes, they softball do. softball players. Yeah, 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 yeah. High school baseball players. Oh, no, don't no, do no, it. no, no, they don't do that. So. I was yeah. like, softball in college, they should. Oh, I hear it. I hear oh, it on no, the TV. I actually enjoy watching the softball college world series, and I hear it. I'm like, will you girls stop? 
Like, who's just pumping up? This has to be annoying everybody. You know, because I'm like, I lean over the fence like Buck Showalter and spit seeds. What's your favorite part about that home run? Yeah, it went over the fence. <laughs> like, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think that should be a movement. Get rid of get rid of the softball chance. Although yeah. I, think, I think I'm in the minority though, because I, I think the who lady, likes them. I think the ladies like them. Yeah, well, I know the girls do. I think the I think the moms like it a little bit. I mean, the, it's worse when they're younger because you got it's one, high pitched. Well, you got the high pitched, and they're yelling. Like they're yeah. not singing; they're yelling. And of course, you got. Like three girls doing one, four girls are doing a different one. It's all it's just it's like dueling songs at this point. Yeah, it, 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 and it's just like screeching on the ears. At, at least when they're older, at least it, it it's a song at that point. Yeah. So I mean, I'm looking forward to that point because even at, even at the ten U level, you got one girl who's doing it, who's doing like who's trying to lead the. Who's chant. teaching them? I, they, they they go online, they Ugh. go on YouTube, and they learn them. I swear, and then one learns it, and then she teaches the other twelve. Like and it, it spreads like a disease. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking about the dads. Yeah. So, but we've been pretty lucky. Most of the kids have been decent. Um, there was a kid that did the gritty off the mound. <laughs> did he get hit the next at bat? The next at bat was well, no, that was the bottom third of the lineup. So it was three up, three down. It, it was a great, great I, inning. I mean, when he went to go bat, do you guys have it where you know? You want to show about? Here's, oh, here's one in your ear. Well, I'll tell a story about that. So <laughs> then he comes back out. So now the, the bottom half, the bottom three of the lineup's gone. What's he get next? The top half of the lineup. And then it goes, <laughs> and I told the kids, I said, hey, guys, be humble or be humbled. And, of course, they're 11. They're like, huh? Like, I'm getting all zen on them. <laughs> but this kid comes up. And he's a nice kid, but, he, you know, he's just getting excited. But he comes up, and it's single, single, double, triple, triple, yank. <laughs> so it's like, that's why you don't do the gritty coming off the mound. You got to respect the game, dude. So uh, that that was amusing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, but it's been pretty decent. Um, but there was something I was going to get into. I forget what it was. So I just want to go back, because I know people are probably judging me through the microphone mm-hmm. about me saying that, Maybe the kid should get one in the ear. Hey, oh, they got to learn. They got to learn this early. So we had a kid. So it was it was weird. So and I know the, the coach from the other team. The, the kid hits the ball, runs, but the ball goes foul as he's running. But when he's running, he throws the bat, and it hits our catcher. So you know it's foul anyway. So come on back. And the umpire goes, you're out, throwing the bat. Hit the catcher. The other coach comes over and was like, hey, can we get a warning? And he, the umpire looks at him and goes, well, what do you think? And he, and he goes, well, I'd like a warning. He goes, okay, that's a warning. Puts it back up. The very next pitch, the pitcher nails it. <laughs> I'm like, was, so. There's your real warning. <laughs> so our coach goes, can we get a warning on that? <laughs> So that was that was funny, but for the most part, it's it's been it's been pretty fun. Not too much, aside from some of the kids and that one coach that was you know, like as much as I hate chance, you're gonna do chance, like do it. You don't direct it at a player, you know, you don't direct it at. And I'm sure, like in the major league, there are, you know different levels. Everyone's talking all kinds of smack, but you don't. It's not an organized thing where 
with children and an adult is behind it. <laughs> right. Like that to me is too much. I mean, I must say with the softball, there's no adult behind it. It's just the kids. Yeah. I mean, the adults are just like, oh, it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. It's, like, it's annoying. It's making my ears bleed. But has anyone bought them, like, seeds to fill their mouths with seeds so they can't chant? No. And do, actually, do, I don't know, maybe. Do the girls chew seeds in the dugout? I don't know. Speak, I, I, and I don't know why I'm bringing this up. So, we had an equipment issue. I guess seeds and equipment kind of go together because seeds should be mandatory equipment for all baseball and softball games. But... For whatever reason, our baseball softball club decides to give like these little kids, and I don't know if it's the same for baseball, but for softball, they give us catcher's equipment that's like three times too big. I think, well, I think probably what it is, they probably buy, so they changed it this year. Now, all the rather than each team getting issued catcher's gear, the catcher's gear is all in the deck or in the, in the big uh, job oh, box behind. Yeah. So they're probably just putting what they think is kind of generally going to fit whoever back there. So I think we had we had one for our team. So we didn't have it in the And they're box. probably just buying baseball catcher's gear. Yeah. So they're like, oh, can you? Well, not to say that all 10-year-old boys are taller than 10-year-old girls, but mm-hmm. the little girls are to be a lot Smaller than the small, you know. They're also a little, probably a little thicker too. Yeah, you know, like the bo- the boys are probably a little thicker build at this point yeah. than the girls, because except for mine's built like a string bean, but well, but the rest of them, yeah. Um, so one of the dads for this for this last playoff game, so we only got maybe max two games left at this point, but she's going to play in the summer. Um, he bought his daughter uh, a fresh set of gear. It was all, it's all white. Is it now brown? It does have a little bit of brown on it because of the dirt. Yeah. But, man, it looks sharp. Because we, we've got dark red shirts mm-hmm. and dark gray pants. Yeah. So the all-white gear, so it's the white helmet, white chest protector, white chins. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty neat. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good look. Is she a good catcher? Yes. We have a kid on our team that's a – he's awesome. Um, and the thing is, a lot, of, a lot of – no one coaches catchers. Not at that age, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, at eleven, you they're starting to like find what positions they like. Like mine likes to pitch. He likes playing third and short. He likes playing, and he's he's at, he's a really good uh, center fielder because he's fast. Um, but the outfield isn't fun yet. It's starting to get a little fun because they're starting to hit balls out there. But at ten, you the level it's not fun at all because you know. Yeah, it's. I'm getting worried, so we decided to. To uh, so there's there's two ten U softball teams in our in our organization. So we basically put it out there and said let's let's go try a tournament. Uh huh. And essentially, it's ended up being seven girls from one team, five from another. Yeah. And so we're we're gonna we're gonna take these girls to a tournament. But the issue for us is is that in season play, in league play. They have the five run rule, mm-hmm. except in the last inning. Yeah, but more a, a fifth inning. But we barely ever get to a fifth inning, right? Because you can only, you can't start an inning if a game starts at six. You can't start an inning after seven forty-five. Yeah. Generally, if the if the home team has to bat in the bottom of the fourth, that inning doesn't really get past. It usually gets past seven forty-five, and you don't start the fifth. 
But in tournament play, there is no five-run rule. Mm-hmm. And so we've never played with a no-run limit. Yeah. Now, there is a mercy rule after four. So it's 12 runs after four, 10 runs after five, or eight runs after six. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you can't get off the field, they can just rack up runs. Oh, yeah. So we have to teach these the catchers. And we, we, one cat, like the, the two catchers we've got, they're really good at catching the ball. They're mm-hmm. good at receiving it. Yeah. The problem is they haven't been taught how to block a ball in the dirt. So we're going to have to teach them how to slide on their knees side yeah. to side. That's going to be the biggest issue because here's the thing. If you don't, they can steal. Now, yeah. right now in, in the rec play, in the league play, you can't steal home. Okay. Tournament play, that goes away. Yeah. So if the ball gets behind you, they can steal home. Yeah, that's how that's how baseball is for at 11U and 10U. They can steal home, which I have problems with all the stealing. And the reason is it's because the catchers can't – None, of, very few of these kids can reliably throw to second base. So you get to first base on a walk, and then you steal second. Mm-hmm. And then you steal third. Yeah. Is this baseball or is it track? Right. Or you get to first base on the stupid drop third strike rule because none of these catchers know what they're doing and the pitchers are all over the place. So, and it's, I'm, I'm part of some, some coaches' forums and I, I get into arguments like, oh, well, those are the rules of baseball. They got to learn sometime. Yeah, but then we wonder why all these kids are leaving because none of these runs are being scored on balls batted. They're being scored on nonsense and fluky just BS. And then you wonder why they all quit to go play soccer and lacrosse. And it's because of stuff like this. Play, you know, But we can't alter the rules. It's for the purity of the game. Okay, what are you, what are you the Vatican Council? <laughs> like, let's, we alter the rules for all kinds of sports for little kids. Ice hockey, when they're little, they play across the rink. Soccer, they use smaller nets. Basketball, they lower the rims. So they can still play the game, even though they're not as strong, they're not as fast, whatever it is. But baseball's like, oh, we have to have the third, drop third. Why? Why should the rules be the same for a 10-year-old as they are for a 35-year-old man? Or who's a 25-year-old the, man? Who's, who's the best in the world? Right. The, you know? I know with softball, they have modifications. Yeah. So, so, the, so to me, if we're going to modify... So at ten, you they're not allowed to they're not allowed to steal. They think they're not they're not allowed to lead. They can steal. They think a secondary lead after the after the pitch is thrown. Mm-hmm. So they'll move off the bag, and then if it's a pass ball, they're stealing. So it's like, but again, it, I watched five runs get scored in an inning. Not one single ball came off a bat. I mean, this is nonsense. This isn't baseball. It's just load the bases up and steal. Yeah, so one of the things the ladies taught the catchers on our team. So essentially, we give we'll give the team second base because it's a, it's a long throw. Yeah, ball probably ends up in the outfield, and they're going to take third anyway. Yeah. So well, we, and the thing is that the eleven year old boys, few of them can make that throw, and I think yeah. the distances are similar in 11, 60, sixty feet. Yeah, yeah. So what we do is we give we basically the the decision was made. You get you're going to give them second, mm-hmm. but the throw to third is easier. Yeah. So, one of our catchers, actually, probably more than one of them, she because she receives the ball pretty well, 
Unless it's in, unless it's on the ground or through whatever. Yeah. But if they try and steal third, she's pegged out three runners at third. That's good. Trying to steal third. Yeah. So every so basically every time there's a runner on second, she knows when she catches the ball, she's looking to third, and the third baseman knows she's got to go cover. Mm-hmm. Because if that girl goes, the ball's coming. Yeah. Um, and, and they, they it happened actually this last playoff game. They nailed the girl to third, mm-hmm. and it actually that ended up being the second out of the inning. Yeah. And then the next and the next out was our pitcher come. Uh, there's no mound, but came off the pitching rubber, fielded a ball down the third baseline, turned to first, threw it to first. The first baseman we had basically cross stepped over the first baseline mm-hmm. and caught a ball over it. Like it was a it was like a legit softball play. Yeah, I think at that point the other team was out they yeah. were done like that killed them emotionally mm-hmm. because that killed their rally yeah that those two plays killed a rally for yeah. them and yeah that was, it, it it's amazing so like basically and they did that by just concentrating on one part of it so it's like look throwing it to second we're probably never going to get anyone out mm-hmm. but this throw to third's a lot easier so let's concentrate yeah. on that and they worked it like it was almost like one entire practice they worked that yeah. for those three girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the problems with one of the problems is they get so excited and they just they airmail it. And it just goes over. So like some of the kids can make the throw to second, but in order to do it, they have to bring it up real high. Mm-hmm. So that it takes longer. And then really when you're playing second base, if you're when you're catching and you ca- and you want to throw to second, you don't want to throw like you throw to a first baseman. You want to throw about a foot off the ground. Um, if you're looking at it from home plate to the right of the base, so that it's the ball gets there and the tag's easy to make. Yep. Um, but they, they can't throw that accurately. Now we have one kid that has the arm strength, but sometimes like the second baseman doesn't catch it, <laughs> and then the center fielder hasn't backed him up. So now it's like I watched a game. They the runner moves to steal um, second. They throw the ball to second base, misses. The runner then from third tries is now coming home too. Like they leave once it gets overthrown, running home rather than throwing it to third or just getting it back to second base and getting it to the pitcher. They try to throw home, overthrow that. Now the runner from second is running to third. The catcher gets the ball, airmails it over the third baseman's head. Now that run, and I'm like, stop throwing the ball. Just stop. Stop. You know, and it's just all, it's just a comedy of errors. Yeah. And it's like, guys, stop trying to do too much. You know, all this extra stuff you're doing, is just, like it's, you, know, you tell your shortstop, like you feel that ball, if you don't feel it clean, and that kid is almost to first base, don't throw it. Like, because you, you, you're going to panic, and then you miss, now he's going to second. And then the first baseman panics, tries to throw it to second, misses, mm-hmm. and now he's going to third. It's just, stop. So, but yeah. to get that in their heads, because it's to think, like, oh, i got to do something. You know, sometimes the best thing to do is just cut your losses. Yeah, but kids don't think that way. Mm-mm. And it's easy 
for me as the outsider sitting there keeping score to think that because that's because I'm seeing the whole thing. Right. They're only seeing what they're doing. I have the ball. This guy's going. I got to stop him. So now, my oldest got one catcher overthrows third base on a steal. Mine is playing left field. He backs up the third baseman, picks the ball up. The kid's now coming home. Third base coach sends him, and uh, just with a cannon of an arm, guns this kid down back to the catcher who tags him out. I was like, <laughs> ah, I shouldn't have done that. But every other coach would have sent him. No one's making that throw. Right. You know? You always run into the one kid that can play. Yeah. But you never know where he is. Right. Or... <laughs> The kid that just has a fit of brilliance. Right. You know? And it's like, they couldn't repeat that feat again. Hmm. But they did it that one time, so. Yeah, it, 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 with softball, it's a little bit different just because once they get the ball back to the pitcher and they're in that circle, mm-hmm. once you once the girl gets to that base, she's there. She can't go on. Yeah. So it's actually one of the things they teach the girls where like you, you'll hear a lot of the coaches just screaming, get it to the pitcher, get it to the pitcher. Yeah. Once it gets there, they can't keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they get to go. They, I mean, they get to the base they're on their way to. Yeah. But you stop the 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 waterfall, the cascade effect of it all. Yeah. Um, it's it's the old live live to play another day mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. Um, or the teams, what they do is they they plan. On well, this is where we're going to get her outs. So, for example, like because we knew our catcher could throw to third, they said, "Okay, we're going to work with her to throw girls out of third. We'll yeah. give them second mm-hmm. because it's not worth the throwdown. Chances of getting it down there in time are slim to none. But then, if it goes in the center field, she's going to third. Yep. And if we can, if we know that we have a shot to get them out at third, we don't want to give them third. Yeah. Let them think that they can get it." And then we'll take it from them mm-hmm. because some of these teams they'll just they'll go no matter what. Yeah, and because it, it's very rare rare in ten U softball to have a girl catcher that can catch a ball clean. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, even balls that hit them in the glove are dropped or being dropped. And it's the same thing with you know with uh, in baseball, like you know, and they're still rotating kids through the positions. Mm-hmm. And we still do that too, you know. So, but. so they get, and it's like they throw the ball. Pitcher throws the ball, and you know, uh, and even the, the catchers wearing a different glove. So some of the kids hate it, mm-hmm. and they wear their regular glove. And then some of the kids throw too hard for that regular glove. So now they got to wear the catcher's mitt, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a weird feeling. And catching's a neat thing. Like receiving the ball is is. I used to love it. Yeah, I was a catcher growing up, and, up to thirteen Babe Ruth. And when I watch, you know, watch catchers and all these YouTube's great. You just get all kinds of videos and stuff about it. So, you know, to have a kid that can catch, I mean, there. If you have a couple pitchers and a kid that can catch, I don't need any other players. Right. We'll make the rest happen. Yep. You know, we might win one nothing, but because um, so many errors are just caused. And the other thing is, like, you'll see the kids get a hit and they'll run it, like. Little league home run, and uh, so he's okay. They're all happy. Oh, this is home run! And my wife says to me, "I that wasn't a home run. <laughs> that was like a single in six errors. Yeah, right? <laughs> Actually, yeah. the single was 
that's probably an error too. We'll right. give him the single. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's interesting at this level. I, I, I got a feeling though, like, so next year, my oldest goes up to 12U. Okay. And I've seen, like, I saw glimpses of other 12U games. It's legit softball. That uh-huh. It's it's not the comedy of errors. Yeah. That can be 8 and 10U. Well, I'll tell you, like, because my oldest moved up to 12U for baseball. And it's actually baseball. Yeah. Like, they're, and I went to see, so I had him at the cage um, at Broadneck Park. And then there's a, a 10U game going on. So after we were done with that, we just stayed and watched. And I knew the coach of the – actually, I knew both coaches of both teams. So we're just watching the game. I'm like, this is completely different. Like, you know, because some of these 12U kids, like, like puberty's hit. They're like men. <laughs> like, they're big, <laughs> yeah. you know. And seeing the 10U kids, the youngest ones are in third grade. And, you know, the pitchers are all over the place. It's – no one can really feel the hitting. Some of the kids can really hit. Some can't hit at all. Um, a lot of walks. So the twelve, you like when they're like feeling the ball clean at at, at short or third, and then making that throw to first, and it's a you know typically that's a bang bang play. That's an out every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to see that, like, oh, that's cool. So like the t ball kids, I tell the parents, I said, eventually it will look like baseball. Right. Um, eventually it will be baseball, but it's going to take like five years. <laughs> yeah. It, this is going to be our first year doing a tournament. And I'll be interested to see how it goes. Just because I've never done one before. And like I said, with the run rule being gone, um, I, I mean, we, we softball, the pitching is always going to be an issue. Now, mostly because the hitters are generally much better in the tournaments. Mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong. We have all of the girls that we have can hit. So it's like I know what we're going to see when we're there. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, our best pitchers are girls that get the ball over the plate. Yeah. But they don't really have any speed on it. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of throwing meatballs up at them. Yeah. And, and look, I'm not saying that's a bad thing in rec ball. When we get to the tournaments and we're kind of throwing some meatballs in there with girls that can hit, mm-hmm. this is when the outfield play kind of comes into play. Yeah. Now, at ten U Rec, the outfielders barely see anything, no. and whatever. And when they are seeing it, it's rolling out to them. Mm-hmm. If some of these girls are hitting fly balls out there or line drives at their face, yeah, it's like okay. So like when we hold, we're gonna hold four practices in a row. So basically, it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm. We'll play the tournament on Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And essentially, I I told all the girls. I said, "You get to. We're going to pick two positions for each of you, mm-hmm. and you're going to learn how to play them." Yeah. And I was like, and generally, second base and shortstop are going to be tied together. Okay. Because you're going to have to learn them both anyway. Yeah. Um, the problem is your second baseman generally can't make the throw from shortstop, so I might have to mix that up a little bit, and like look. If you play shortstop, you can play second base. If you play second base, you might be in, like, right field, too. Yeah. But essentially, like, so I've only got five pitchers for three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got three catchers in the middle of summer heat. Yeah. So my my idea is to play the catchers 
three innings apiece because I think they're six inning games. Mm-hmm. Three innings and then you sit for three. Yeah. The game and because there's three of them, the game that they're not catching, I'll play them in the field. Yeah. Um, because well, I, always, I I'm going to need one catcher on the bench to warm up the next pitcher because I can only do the pitchers two innings at a time. Is there a dad or a mom that would warm the pitchers up? I can I can yeah. probably work that in I too. Used, I used to do that. So, like last year for for my oldest last year, ten you what we would do is we would do we'd have to build a rotation, and it was easier. I would just type it up and print it and put it on the on the fence of the dugout. So all the kids could see it. Mm-hmm. The, and we try to schedule the pitchers. Every now and then you have to pull one out, but usually just let them finish the inning. So what I do is the kid that was going to pitch the next inning, so if he's going to pitch in the third, he'd sit the second. Yeah. And I take that kid out and I warm him up. And we just start with just, you know, some just regular throws and eventually move to, to pitching. The fields you're on, unfortunately, didn't have a mound off the field. Right. So some of them do. Um, we did tournaments last year. Don't be surprised if you find a team that's really a travel team. Right. That they've entered into the tournament just to whip up on rec teams. Well, so well. here's the thing. They can't. Okay. So. Which one are you doing? <clears throat> so we're doing what they call rec all-stars. Okay. For, under USSSA, which is the United States something, something, something. Whatever. Yeah. So they have uh, – Class A, B, C, and Rec All-Stars. So Rec okay. All-Stars is like Class D. Okay. If a kid played a season on a Class C team, uh-huh. they cannot play on a team, even as a guest player, for Rec All-Stars. Okay. Because we, we were trying to see if a girl, she missed the cutoff for the spring season to play uh, a club ball. Mm-hmm. So she went and played for a travel team for the season. Well... She wanted to come back and play with her friends on this travel team, and then she's going to play rec ball in the fall. Mm-hmm. Well, because the season for uh, by USSA standards doesn't end until August fourteenth, so like if we would have played the tournament August fifteenth, her calendar year resets, so mm-hmm. she wouldn't have been on any team. Okay, and she could have played with us, but because it's still within the count the the uh, the league year. Mm-hmm. She can't play with us because she played on a Class C team. Okay. So they can't – they they make sure that the rec all-star teams are playing against other rec all-star teams. Right. And that none of the girls have played on a travel Class C team. And so definitely not Class A or B. Yeah. So they, they do try and do that. And from the teams I've seen, they're local teams for the most part. There's, like, one team from, like, Wilmington, Delaware, too. But okay. I mean, but they should all be rec players. They should not be – now, Class B, A, and C, I think those players can move up and down, yeah. but I'm not sure. So we played a tournament last year. Um, it was up in Ellicott City. It was in, I think it's like Ellicott City American Legion Park. It's it's awesome. There's like 15 ball fields there. It's cool. So we play this team. I mean, they come out. They've got walk-up music. They've got people announcing their names. Their uniforms are like embroidered. and I'm look- And they're all big. Like, what is the deal with this? And so we start, we're like, oh, this is a travel team. So someone overheard us who was from the, like, oh, no, this is a travel team. No, it's, this is a rec team. Okay, what, the double uh, A for, you know, Dabooey Bay Sox? Is that where these, you know, rec? <laughs> oh, no, well, so in our count, like, we've got, you know, there's rec leagues, 
So then it's the all-star teams for the rec leagues, and then each one sent their player to, to make this team because we had too many players. I'm like, oh, so it's like the all-star team of the all-stars. Right. So it's a travel team. Yeah. And, the, you know, the guy huffed and it's a travel team. So they destroyed us. They destroyed the next team. And I, and I, I wonder, like, does that make you feel good? Like, is it worth it to go and assemble some team? Like, why don't, like, I'll get all my buddies that play baseball and I'll say that they're 10 years old or 11 and we'll go whip up on little kids. Like, does it make you feel good to do this? Like, I don't understand the the men's, like, don't you want to play at a higher level where they go in and beating kids down? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, if they identify as a 10U player. Well, yeah. I identify as a 10U player. <laughs> so they're going to be shocked when I step up to the plate. It'd be very, like your scenario would be very similar. Is that if you took an all star team from the four like an, like four all stars from the Broadneck four teams, and then four more all stars from Severna Park, four more from Pasadena, yeah, and that that was going to be your twelve person team, right? Yeah, there. you basically took the best four players from four different right associations, yeah, even though they they all still played in the same league, yeah. Well, it, if if our club played in that league, but yeah. But it would be like if we did that. Yeah. Like you're so basically like cherry-picking four players from each organization. Right. So you have, all-star team. Right. So you have like the like this club's all-star team, you know, or tournament team. So then that's like the Anne Arundel County all-star team. Right. Which is a lot. Oh, well let's, well, let's now take the players from those rec from every county. We'll take the best player from every county. Oh, so now we have the state of Maryland all-star team. Basically. Yeah. Come on. And any one of those players can make any travel team they wanted to. It's a travel team. And we're going to put them in the lowest division possible. Yeah, and then celebrate when we win our trophy. Right. Like, and to me, there are parts of the country where it's that important. And it's funny because, like, on some of these coaching forums, like these guys will come up with these questions, like, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a coach of uh, the six U select team, and I'm wondering like how to build my batting order, and you know I've got this player that you know his on base percentage is what? There's six. Right. Like, what do you? And a lot of this, it's all Southern. Like it's huge. Oh, like, yeah. come on, guys! Like, this is this is the 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 on base. Gr- my youngest is awesome. He gets on base. His batting average is sick. <laughs> he bats a thousand for two seasons in a row. Right <laughs> in T ball. I can't. You know? be, I can't be playing him in the rec league anymore. He's just too good for it. Yeah, yeah. He's six, dude. <laughs> so no one earned a scholarship at ten U. Right, right. Sorry, it just yeah. twelve U. No kid has earned a scholarship then. Sorry, yeah. especially for I mean, softball might be a little bit different because I, it, I I always say this about women's sports. They're I feel like because uh, a lot less girls play women's sports. There's a lot more opportunity for girls to earn college scholarships. Well, yeah. Well, so Title Nine makes it so that there's. As many scholarships for, right? But the player pool is a lot fewer. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why, like, and then you have football. Right. A Division One football team is carrying a hundred players. Yeah, I think it's seventy-five scholarships. Yeah. And so some of those kids are in half. Some are are uh, they call them preferred walk-ons. Yeah. Which means they're guaranteed a spot, but they have to pay their own way the first year. Yeah. Or or as a redshirt year or whatever it is, and then year two. They get the scholarship yeah. and they and so on. Yeah. And then they have, so then you have to make that up somewhere. So that's how field hockey got so big. Everywhere else in the world, field hockey is played by men. Yeah. 
except in the U.S., like in India, like field hockey, I think field, field hockey is an Olympic sport for men. It is. And then in India, it's like huge. It's up there with cricket. Yep. But here, it's girls play it. Yep. Because they needed something to counteract the football scholarships. Because right. every other sport, you know, has a, except for like, I mean, I guess there's, well, there's men's gymnastics. But there, is, but there are very few men in it. Yeah. It's, it's the just, women, the, out, women outnumber men in that. Yeah. And the sports are completely different, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. when you see. Uh, but so you had to counteract that somehow. But, yeah, there's more opportunity there for, you know, the, the percentage is higher. Yeah. <coughs> um, see, it, but still, even even for women's sports, there no girls getting a scholarship at 10 or 12 years. No. It's just not happening. Yeah. Like, but these, they, they take it so seriously. And. Their thinking is, if I push my kid to be the best now at 6U, you know, by the time he hits 8 to 10U, he's going to be even better than the next kid. And, and and by the time he gets to 12U, well, you know, now instead of learning some certain things, he's honing skills. Like, I get it. You're trying to give your kid a leg up. Yeah. But they these kids, they soak up information so quickly. Mm-hmm. Anything that you thought you taught him to give it, him an advantage before twelve u, that gap is closed by fourteen. U. Yeah, and then there's the big, the big equalizer where they all hit puberty, right? And like the big strong kid, all of a sudden becomes the big fat kid, yep. and then the string bean becomes the six five monster, yep. you know. And you don't know, and then they have to adjust to those new bodies that they they got over the last year. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's the great. And then you have kids that just, but I've never pushed travel on my kids because I don't want them to burn out. Right. So they all play different sports. Now my one does do travel in one sport, but he's good. And but it it's swimming, so it's good for him. You know, it's good exercise. So you know, it's it's one of those things where do I? Uh, I'm not going to push it on the kids if they want to go and play. If I never say, "Hey, you go outside and hit your bucket of balls." If they ask, "Hey, Dad, can you set up the power net so I can hit some balls?" Sure. The only rule is, if you start hitting the bucket, you have to finish hitting the bucket. Mm-hmm. And you have to pick everything up. No stopping midway. You have to you have to finish what you started. And I'm not setting the power net up for you to go play with it for two minutes. Right. Um, but it's never like, "Oh, hey, dude. Oh, this is our. Oh, today's your bullpen day." I've heard, I've read that on these forums. Like, so my eight U player, like, you know, I'm trying to figure out his rest schedule. So it's it's pitch, it's game day pitch, rest, long toss, bullpen day. Start. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you stop living through your kid? Yeah, and I think a lot of dads are thinking, man, if I had just done a little bit more, a little bit more, maybe I could have made it. No, you wouldn't have made it. Like, yeah. you know, it's so they push that on their kids and then I think their kids like it to us but then they burn out you know yeah. and I don't want the kids to hate the sport and hate me well, no, and the funny thing is the kids look at it as they get to spend time with their dad yeah the dad sees it as I'm going to turn my kid into a pro yeah it was funny like when we were talking about this tournament team thing at 10U we and you know, I talked with my wife about it and some of the other parents and you know we had never done a travel ball or tournament team. We said, let's just do one. 
where the girl because the two teams the girls know each other they go to school together yeah so it's not so like we're they, they all go the, either one school or another or they've been or they played together in the past like but during the season you can only have 14 on a team so you split them in half yeah but they're still friends so basically the way they saw this was was we we presented it like we know you didn't get to play with your friends during the season mm-hmm. so why don't we do a tournament because our season ends in early June, too. Yeah. So it's like, well, why don't we get one more in? We'll, we'll, let's get a little bit more softball in. We'll do one tournament. We'll make it a fun weekend. We'll barbecue. You know, we'll take the RV up there. Jack's mm-hmm. down in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, TV, cornhole, uh, barbecue. Yeah. Or whatever. Or the grill. And, you know, after the first game or after the last game, depending on what our schedule looks like, we'll just hang out. Yeah. And you girls get to hang out with your friends and play some softball. And we all get to see what it's like. Yeah. And see if we even want to do this again. Yep. Who knows? We might just want to stick in rec ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but so for us, it, this was more of the experiment. The girls get some cool jerseys because we're going to get them some new jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get to play with their friends. But the, and the, the other thing is like, <laughs> we also didn't want to get our, our, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a play way to say this, but we didn't want to get our shit kicked in. Yeah. So that's why we decided to do the four practices in a row mm-hmm. and specialize the girls a little bit yeah. to a certain position. Because a lot of these girls are going to move to 12U and they're going to have to pick a position anyway. Yeah. So we're going to have certain pitchers pitch. Uh, catchers are going to catch. The girl who can is basically a, a hoover with the glove is going to play first. Mm-hmm. The girl with the best arm is going to play short. Yeah. Short or third, yeah. Yeah. And and. and some of these girls are going to have to learn how to play outfield because it's necessary. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I really don't care if they catch the ball in the air. My thing is get keep, to the ball, throw it in. Yeah, keep it in front of you. Because the play stops when we get the ball to the pitcher. Yep. So if the quicker you can get it in, you know, we can turn triples into doubles, singles in, uh, doubles into singles. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. Um, you know a great way to teach your outfielders? It's a track. That's where the hardest thing is, is tracking. I could never do it. So, like, initially, like, they they stand there. The ball comes up, they stand there. The second they hear the crack, you know, one to three steps backwards. So, if it is going over them, they can start turn and sprint. Mm-hmm. So, they almost have to think of themselves as, like, a defensive back in football. Backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. When the player gets to a certain point, you pivot, and then now you're running with them. Um... But I picked this up at a Cal Ripken Senior Foundation uh, camp I went to, mm-hmm. or, you know, event that I went to, and they're using a football. They can't figure it out with a baseball. They can't. And these kids were beginners, had never played baseball. It was, it's a charity thing. So they come out of the Baltimore City, like, disadvantaged neighborhoods, and they, and they go up to Aberdeen and play. So, but they they can't figure out with the baseball, because it kind of just looks like a dot. Right. Maybe a football. Now all of a sudden these kids are like, oh, I can do this. Turn sprinting and then getting under it. Just get under it or, or uh, keep the ball in front of you. Don't let it get behind you. Because once it's behind you, now you got to turn. But if they just stand there, but, but it does two things. Number one, it stops them from running with their hand in the air. Running backwards with your hand in the air is a really slow way to run. Right. Bring the ball, bring the glove down and then turn and run forwards if you don't catch the ball drops, well, at least it's you're not turning around and now having to 
go from a dead stop to sprint to get to it while it's rolling towards the fence. Right. It's in front of you. You can feel it like a grounder. So, you know. Yeah, we're going to have some work to do with that. Um, but at the very least, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. And the girls get a cool jersey out of it. Um, as cool as to go somewhere else and play and play against different teams and... You well, know. so we kind of do that anyway. Yeah, I know yeah, you guys don't. You guys play all. Well, we tournament. do it fall. Okay, in fall, yeah. it's it's in the county league, which I love. Fall, yeah. you get to go to, but the tournaments like, you know, there's, you know, usually a nice snack bar or something going, and um, some places have like bouncy things set up for the little kids, and yeah. Yeah. um, but there, it's just it's a it's a, fun, it's almost like when for these for these teams, like I don't really care like how good the kids are. As long as the parents are cool, because <laughs> I don't want to hang out with a bunch of dorks. Right, and people don't want to have fun and joke and laugh around. Like, who wants to be with those guys? Like, right. I don't want to be with with eleven travel ball dads. Right, you know, like taking it seriously. Like, sometimes have one to have fun to have one of those guys. So everyone else can kind of make fun of them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Damn, Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> like you'd probably chill out a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah, luckily, I mean, as far as I know, we got a good group. Good group of parents, mm-hmm. and and the girls are very respectful. Um, in fact, I, I think I got to go a little bit in the other direction. I, like, I don't know how like how uh, tough to come at them a little bit. Like, like I, I, you you want to teach athletes, especially now, before they go up to ten u. Like, I'm trying to convince the girls that the girl on the other team is not your friend. Yeah, when you're on the field. You want to destroy them. Yeah. Step on their neck and just push them into submission. Yeah. When the game's over, give them a handshake and a hug. You can talk to them about the, the especially if it's a friend, if it's an actual friend, you talk yeah. to them about whatever's going on. But for that two hours, it's your jersey color versus theirs. They're your enemy. Yes. But and, I, I had the same conversation with my middle son. I was like, dude, get aggressive. Like, you're a big, strong kid. Well, I don't want to hurt other. Dude, that kid's standing in the base path. He he shouldn't be there. His coach should tell him not to be there. Yeah, you know, like, like it's. And I told him like when I played football, like I hated the other team. I hated them, and that was how I approached after the game. You know, dap each other up, and then you knew some of the kids from. Wherever, and, and when I played hockey, it was the same. But we all knew because everyone had played camps together and this and that. It's all over the place. But yeah. you know, you hated them, so. Sometimes they don't get that. I, I remember like, I I used to, like I couldn't like I didn't like the player. I didn't like their fans. I didn't mm-hmm. like their school. Like I, like, it was just it was a switch you turned on. Yeah. And then when the game was over, you turned it off. Yeah. And you were nice as could be. Mm-hmm. But it was like I, yeah, I can't stand anything about you. Yeah. When when the when the lights are on. Yeah. I hate your face. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But it it it's that competitive edge. Now here's the thing, it's 10U. I'm not trying to turn them into monsters. Yeah. But just feed them nothing but raw steak. Right. But don't feed a, them anything. Right. But at, the, at this <laughs> just point, a blood soaked jersey yeah. of the other team. <laughs> at this point though, they haven't gotten any of it. Yeah. It's 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 unicorns and rainbows. Right. Well, and, and so much of it is and I is this everyone be kind and and I I love like don't bully each I love all that stuff, but at some point you gotta like there's a there's a room there's room in the world like you know, sometimes you have to choose violence. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, 
he chose violence and made the correct choice. Yeah. That's right. I was I was proud of my daughter when she hit that triple off that girl that was dancing around. Yeah, like she she stepped up she stepped up to that plate and like I looked at her like I looked in her eyes like she looked over. Mm-hmm. I was like I ain't saying shit. Yeah, she I, she already had it like whatever she was already mad. Yeah, at something I don't know what it was and I didn't care. Yeah, and then she and then she smacked the shit out of the ball and. I was yelling as loud as I could. Yeah. But, like, you can, like, sometimes you can tell. Like, you can look, at least in my kid, like, I can look at my kid's eyes and I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't need to say shit. Yeah. She's ready. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, she's about to hurt somebody. Yeah. And I'm going to let it happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to let her punch her in the face. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but, but I, at this point, though, like, 10U is such an odd year. And where you're not supposed to, as a coach, you're not supposed to eat that. Yeah. It's, it's unicorns and rainbows. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, but now we're between our 10U and 12U year. Yeah. And now it's time to stop some shit. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, hopefully the parents that are, I mean, I'm preaching fun, but I'm also going to be like, okay, girls, it it's about to get real. Because if you, if you aren't willing to step on their throat, mm-hmm. they're going to score 20 on you and you're going to get three innings a game. Yeah. And so we're going to go home. Yeah. And getting, getting your shit kicked in is not fun. Like I don't care if we lose. Like if we it's lose, even we less lose. fun when you got an hour drive home. Right. It, but it, like if we lose, fine. Yeah. But when you lose like twenty to one, it's just not. Yeah. You you hate playing the game after that. You just day. want to end. Yeah. Exactly. You're rather than being excited to come back the next day, you just want to forfeit. Yeah. And that's never any good. Yeah. So. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, it, it, it is no fun when they're when they're not when you're just getting stomped, you know. And then you look up at the clock. Well, baseball, there's, softball, there's no clock, but you're like, you know, can we just, hey, can we just strike out? Like, I'm just swinging everything so we can leave. Yeah, you know. Um, so that that's definitely not. No one wants to do that. So yeah. Well, <clears throat> if any of you out there. Uh... If you have if, if you have a similar experience with your kids playing rec ball, travel ball, you got travel ball dad or super sensitive dad throwing his arms around, flailing around like a chump. Let us know in the comments. Thank you to Cheers and Spirits for sponsoring this episode. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share. Follow us on all the podcast platforms, and we will see you next time. <laughs>